Waiting on a tax return? Hopefully it ends up in your hands. Fraudulent tax returns due to identity theft increased by 30% in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. Our U.S.-based restoration specialists are experts dedicated to helping solve your identity theft issues. And all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package. So we'll reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Help protect your information this tax season with LifeLock. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com aware. It's the Beckler and Shauna Podcast. Your daily download of X929's X Mornings with Beckler and Shauna. Brought to you by Shane Holmes. Offering affordable customization on your new home. Tuesday, August 15th, 2023. I'm Beckler. Choo 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 day. I'm Shauna. And we choo choo choose you. Yeah. As friends of the show. That was. No, you chose us. That was it's the other way around. Way. Thank you. Bad. Anyway. Thank you. Yeah. Uh, you may have noticed in yesterday's podcast, there was like a minute of silence at the beginning of it. It was just uh, the way it got uploaded. Either that or maybe we're trying something new here. Maybe we're going to have like a, a, moment of si- a moment of meditation before each That's podcast. That's it. Yep. We want to give you a space where you can sit in the vibrations of abundance. Yes. Before we then. Of course. Take the trip together that is the... Beckler and Sean Piscat. vibes check right off the top there. That's right. Just a minute to be alone with your thoughts. Yes. And then we'll hit you with some good stuff, hopefully. And bad stuff. On today's show... A mixture of stuff. Sean recently learned that not far from Calgary, out in the woods, out in the bush, uh, there are a couple Nazi compounds. Yes. She'll explain more, but mm-hmm. this is... I had no oh. idea. I was... Yeah. Wow. In awe. Disturbing. Yep. Um... Some breakup advice? Advice for someone who's recently gone through a breakup? The difference between fragrances in men's and ladies' deodorant that Shauna noticed at the store recently. First, your out-of-context clip of the show. <laughs> no one's going to say, no one's going to mess with Bear Badge. The Beckler and Shauna Podcast. I got to say, Shauna, I am, uh, I'm proud of you. I'm somewhat proud of myself. I'm proud of the show, actually, Why? as a whole. So last night, the auction for that Donair costume ended. Oh, yeah. Did you see the Donair costume? Mm-hmm. So if you weren't aware of this, the government of Alberta was auctioning off this like mascot costume that looked like a Donair. And it went for, I think, $16,000 or something. Insane. And that story was just like total red meat for the radio epidemic. Oh, hell yeah. And I, neither you nor I even considered talking about it. Nope. Unless, did you talk about it when I was away? No. No? Okay. No. We didn't even bring it up to each other like off the air. Nope. It never came up in any of our like it's true, actually. show planning or any of our de- ideas or anything. I think yep. you and I both looked at that story and we independently thought, eh, we'll leave that for all the other radio shows to talk about. Yep. And I would bet that we were one of, if not the only show in the province that didn't talk about the Donair costume. Oh, what how much think? would you pay for the Donair costume? <laughs> oh, what's the most you've ever spent on a silly outfit? Oh, oh would you pay $6,000 for that? Yeah. <laughs> Donair costume. Oh, man. I'm, that is a crazy. You know, I'm sure that some people... So wacky. <laughs> I'm Sorry. sure that some shows had some clever takes on it. Yeah, for um, sure. I'm guessing more did not. Mm-hmm. And I think you and I both want people to be able to come to this show and hear something that they won't hear everywhere else, you yeah, know? Yeah, like when you see something like that and... 
immediately it's posted on like nine different radios, like Facebook pages yeah. and stuff. It's just like, I don't, I don't even, yeah, I just, I breeze on past it. Me too. I'm like, everyone I'm else season, has like, got this. I don't even read about it. I'm just like, <laughs> nope, next. Like, that's what happens with that. I mean, don't get us wrong. Lots of our content sucks too. Really bad. Yeah. But we suck in our own special way. Exactly. I think, rather than being the umpteenth show. We're unique about- in how much we suck. Yeah. And that's what I appreciate. You know, at least we suck in a way that other people don't suck. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Instead of just being like, oh, do you see this don't air costume? Isn't it wacky? No. And then every other show is Knowing doing that. that. Everybody else oh, is going to say the same thing. Yeah. It's a unique type of sucking that we do. <laughs> it is. podcast. <laughs> I was looking at deodorants yesterday, and uh, I, I went past the dude's deodorant side of things, and I saw some of the Old Spice ones, and there was one called Shark Hammer. Which I was like, that is just phenomenal. That was the scent? That is the scent name, Shark Hammer. And I was like, that's great. Although kind of reminds me of Shark Penis a little bit. So I'm like, I don't know if that's a flavor that you really want on your pits. But What what does that smell like? It's just kind of a badass name, though. I don't know what it smells like. Shark Hammer. I didn't go and sniff it either, but I was just like, it's kind of a cool name. is Is it evoking a hammerhead shark? No. It's the hammer of a shark. Yes. That's shark what, shark dink. I mean, there was a... The new fragrance that's from it. Old Spice. That's, it looks like, yeah, um, it looked like there was definitely a hammerhead shark <laughs> on it, but that's all I thought of is, yeah, the new fragrance from Old Spice, shark bean. <laughs> hmm, interesting. But then there was other ones that were really cool. Like, they have wolf thorn. Wolf thorn. And bear glove. Yeah, they know who they're going after, don't they? And I was they? like, that all sounds badass. <laughs> Women's deodorant club. Again, that just sounds like woman's mitt. Like honestly, which maybe again. I can see your bear glove. Yeah. (laughs) Jeez. Bear bits. The new flavor. Spice. I don't know. Okay. Well, the the idea is there. Much more badass sounding than the women's deodorant flavors for sure. What are your fragrances? Like we get stupid. Was like. Lavender flower, you know mm, what I mean? Like yes. things that just so soft, rainbow bubbles, yoga berry, like things like yoga that. Yoga berry. Honestly, I mean, not quite that, but seriously. <laughs> Alpine pe- meadow. Peaceful butterflies. Yeah. You're just like, they're. Well, no, this is not what you want. You want bear vag, don't I want, you? I want bear vag. I want... <laughs> I mean, that's Get a it. lot more badass than you know what regular vag. I, <laughs> no one's gonna I say no one's gonna mess with bear vag. <laughs> Definitely not. Or your shark you hammer come in over there. Smelling like bear vag. Holy. I think you're in control of what happens. Look at that shark hammer he's got. You, know, you no one's gonna stop you at the till. No, you go ahead true. and buy that fragrance if you want. I'm going to try Where Shark Hammer and Bear Vag. If I combine the two of them, are we going to make a delightful new fragrance too? Like, I think you're going to have some freakish creature. Some bear Shark. Rules both the ocean and the forest. <laughs> See? this um, Again, that's what I want in my pits. <laughs> the left one's Bear Vag. The right one's Shark Dink. Together. You want to scrap? <laughs> I get Bear Shark. The Beckler and Shauna Podcast. My parents went to see Burton Cummings. Uh, night before last, the Saskatoon exhibition. Nice. Which is like their stampede, you know, yeah. their smaller version of stampede. Of course. And my mom was, I was talking to my mom last night, and she said it was such a great show because he seemed genuinely happy to be there performing. Oh, that's great. Like, he's, he's 75 years old. Yeah. And she said he talked on stage about how he's happy to play all these old songs that he's played a million times. And he said, like, he said it's so difficult to get a song on the radio that if an artist artist manages to do it, they should be prepared to play that song like till the end of time, yep. you know, for everybody who wants to hear it. And like, I was thinking about that. And this is a guy who had several massive hits in the U.S. like 50 years ago. Like how many times 
Do you think he's played a song like These Eyes or No Time? You know, so like, many times. So many times. So many times. And he has been right to the top of the music industry, right? He's achieved a level of success that most artists can only dream of. Yep. And yet he's happy to play those songs again at the Saskatoon X for everyone. Which, you know, as a musician, I think that needs to be the understanding. Because that's what you do. You have to, right? Like, mm-hmm. if you have a song that becomes a big hit, then you have to be prepared to play that forever and ever and come up with ways to make it exciting for yourself every yes. time. You know what I mean? Like, that is what you do. I agree with you. And I really like that attitude in a musician when they recognize that, like, hey, people are coming and paying their hard-earned money yes. to see me. I'm going to give them what they want. To um, see the hits. Yes. To see their favorites. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, some artists seem like a little uppity about that. It's oh, like, it drives oh, I'm, me I'm bonkers. A, it's my art and I'll play whatever I want. Sucks because right? I love Smashing Pumpkins, but Billy Corgan, oh my God. The number of times he tried to tour, I was like, I'm not playing the hits. And I'm like, well, then we're not going to come to see you, sir. And he did have some pretty empty tours, didn't he? He did. Good. Yeah. Yeah. Like, play the hits. Mm-hmm. It costs money to go to a show. You're 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 not you're not entitled to a massive career as a musician, right? Give people what nope. they want, play the hits, give that's them what it. they want. Here, that is and what I, you do. You if you are a musician, you've signed up to tour, then that is that's what you're doing. Yeah, and Burton Cummings, at 75 years old, with all the money in the world, is like hell yeah, I'll play these eyes again for you, and Maybe. I'll play it with spirit and. Hopefully you just you you just hope that your memory gets a little shoddy because then it's like playing new again. It's like God, well, I've never played this one before. The Beckler and Shauna podcast. My cousin Ted, who's the real Terry, uh, he's the one who we think should officially change his name to Terry. He's uh, the one you were on the boat trip with last week. Yeah, right? I've been talking a lot about him recently because I actually got to see him for the first time in a while. Anyway, uh, while we were away, he was telling me about his claim to fame, and I was like, okay. He said there's actually a mountain named after him now. I was like, wow, that's pretty cool. So he was telling me the story. So uh, there's this popular fishing spot in Timmins, Ontario. And he went to college in that area. So there was this fairly well-known place where he liked to fish quite often. So when he was fishing there one time, uh, I guess he had a, a bit of a bad bum. <laughs> and he, he ditched his underpants on this hill. And he said he took them off and he buried them and that was that. Well, when you... He went back to visit a few years later. He was talking about this spot to a guy that was working at this restaurant. And the guy, I guess, looks at him and says, oh, you mean Turd Mountain? My cousin was like, excuse me? And he said, yeah, yeah. My cousin was like, well, I've never heard it called Turd Mountain before. And he goes, yeah, well, a a few years back, I guess some dude, he pooped himself and he left his underpants at that place. And from this point forward, now we call it Turd Mountain. (laughs) And my I guess I heard this was just like, are you freaking kidding so, me? So, legend had spread. Legend had spread. <laughs> Somebody had found his buried underpants. Clearly, it didn't bury them very well. And picked him up, and the legend of Turd Mountain began based on my cousin and his bad bum and trying to ditch his pants at this fishing spot in Timmins, Ontario. So Is Timmins, Ontario, like on the Canadian Shield? Yeah. That's probably tough to bury it, right? It's, yeah, it's and I know this because that's where we were... We were fishing, and of course, we had to poop in the woods as well, and you can't really bury things very much there. You take some moss. That's what I did. I found a big chunk of moss, and then you put it on top. And that didn't last. That didn't keep Ted's (laughs) concealed, did it? A stiff wind will just take that moss right off there. That shallow grave he buried those doo-doo pants in. If you bury a... (laughs) 
If you bury a pair of soiled gidge, does it grow a soiled gidge tree? Well, that's what I was wondering. <laughs> Probably. You know, those are some of the most fertile areas, too. Like, there was some blueberries and stuff on some of the hills that I saw when I was out there. And I was like, that's probably because somebody took a turd there. Yeah. And now it's just really fertile. and Mushrooms growing. Blueberries and everything else. And the bears love it, I'm sure, too. And What are the chances, though, that this guy would be explaining turd mountain to the guy? This is what, when I heard this story, I was like, you've got to be kidding me. And he, I was like, you're joking, right? He's like, no, no, I swear to God, he had a friend with him. And the two of them just couldn't stop laughing for the rest of time. But that's his, his claim to fame. Terry, uh, or Ted, as his... Name sh- should no longer be. Yeah, he is the namesake of Turd Mountain. He is the namesake of Turd Mountain in Timmins, Ontario. You know what? Good for him. That's good. <laughs> the Beckler and Shauna podcast. So a friend just broke up with her boyfriend of a few years. We were hanging oh, out the no. other day, and like we were hanging out as a group. I didn't even bring it up though. Partially because I thought maybe she'd just want to hang out without dwelling on it, you know, without dwelling on the breakup. Yep. But more so because I also don't really know what to say. That is a tough scenario. Yeah. Breakups just suck. There's not much you can say. Yeah. Really. I, I do remember that feeling from my dating days. And even if it's like the worst relationship in the world that you can't wait to get out of, mm-hmm. the process of breaking up is still a bummer. Yep. Isn't it? Yeah. It totally is. I think there are also some pitfalls when it comes to con- consoling someone after a breakup that you can you can commit. You know, like I remember once when I was really young, a friend broke up with a girl, and I was just like, oh, man, it's okay. He was like, you're a great guy. You can do better. And then he just shot me this look, like, because he still really liked her. Uh, and I was like, oh, Kate, don't do that again. Yeah. So I was like, I was trying to be nice, but it didn't come across that way. Fair. Do you have any advice for someone going through a breakup, Shauna? I have to be honest with you. I don't really have that great of advice, I don't think. No? Um, you got a friend who's particularly torn up about a relationship ending. What do you, what do you say? Like... <laughs> I've taken friends out and been like, let's go like for a spa day or something, you know, okay. like that kind of stuff, you know, pamper yourself, do some stuff for you, some stuff that they particularly really like to do. That's kind of just keeping them busy. But when it comes to advice, it's so hard because you can't say again, there's not much you can say. Not much you can say. You know? Oh, that sucks. Yeah. Mm-hmm. How do you get, how do you get like, I guess you haven't broken up in a long time. No, it's, uh, I, that's also what I was trying. I was like, geez, what did I do? It was pre-smartphone, probably. <laughs> yeah, like, honestly, I think oh, maybe the last yeah. time I broke up with someone, I didn't have a smartphone. That's insane. Almost. That's um, insane. But uh, what, did, like, what did you do to get over it? Like, picking up new hobbies, that kind of stuff. Okay. Helps keep busy in those ways, you know? Again, do stuff for you. Focus on, on some things that you maybe haven't done because you've been in a relationship. Because there's a lot of things mm-hmm. that you know, just slowly change and it's not quite as much about you in a relationship. So maybe that kind of stuff. That's a good point. I mean, I would say the same thing with like throw yourself at something that you're yeah. you're into, like whether it's your fitness or a hobby or something. Easier said than done if you're bummed out about it, right? Totally. It'd be t- tough to motivate yourself to do that, but... It is, but sometimes you can use that as motivation, right? Definitely, and it was actually when I first started to go into the gym, it was a breakup that motivi- motivated me to get in there. Yeah, so. yeah. It's kind of like the old, one. the old divorced couple. They I'll start looking you. really good, right? <laughs> I'll show you what you're missing out on. I don't recommend trying to drink your way through it. I was going to say, don't do that. That can yeah. seem like maybe the easy out, but it's uh, yeah. 
No, that makes that's it not far the, worse. It does, yeah. Then you just sit in your feelings. That's not the way to do it. And you always risk the drunken texts and stuff. Oh, that, man. We'll do that. Just oh, think oh, about oh. that before you pick up the bottle. The Beckler and Shauna podcast. So a friend is a firefighter in the foothills, and I don't know how we got chatting about this, but he was just telling me about some calls and stuff that he makes, and um, he says he gets calls fairly often to a fenced compound. There's actually a couple of them. But he says they are some sort of Nazi compounds in the foothills. What? And when he said that, I was like, excuse me, what? And he was like, yeah, like they all have swastika tattoos on their faces and their chests. And it's this fenced area that he will get calls. And he says they get calls fairly often from these compounds, mostly for drug overdoses and that kind of thing. And they don't like police. So he said like the one time he went and they're like, well, did you call the cops? And he said, well, I didn't, but, you know, you phoned emergency services. So the, the cops will be coming, but they, they obviously don't like the police. And he said, yeah, like recently one guy was like, all right, well, the guy's upstairs. So get in and then get out. Holy crap. And he I, I was I was like, I had no idea that that is that even allowed. Like, I guess they own the land and it's the fenced off space and they just kind of keep to themselves there. But he gets called in and he says that, yeah, they will have full out swastika tattoos. And yeah, and I'm not sure how like crap. I'm not sure like how hate symbol laws apply to tattoos. I don't know. Like, I knew there were pockets of white supremacy around the country. Yeah. But I didn't know that we had like full on Nazi compounds in Alberta. Yeah. Like I, I was in complete disbelief when I heard that. I was just like, "Are you kidding?" He goes, "Yeah, like we get we go there pretty often, and it's not that far from here." Wow. When oh, you said they get man. called out often, I was like, "Well, what are they doing? Like, are they playing around with explosives? Like, are they, you know, are they drilling for the <laughs> doing I know. drills for the race war that's coming or something? Or are they? I don't know. He like, said it's drugs. Hey, he said mostly for drugs. I think. Oh, yeah, that makes sense. But holy crap! Like I was. I just had no idea. Oh. I yeah. I was I was just staring at him like with this blank look. I was like, I had no idea we had that That's here. The look I have right now, I think. Yep. Could you imagine if you ran out of gas near there, and you're like, oh, there's a farm. Let's go see if they can help. Although I'm gathering that Wait. there's probably a whole bunch of like no trespassing and stuff. And mm. if I ran out of gas and I saw all that, I'd probably be like, mm, maybe I won't go into that fenced compound. Yeah, there'd be signs that you're probably not welcome there. Yeah. Hey? Like, yeah, it's like when you see like yep. that noose that I saw. Oh, man. Hanging from the gate outside that ranch uh, toward yeah. Dinosaur Provincial Park. And mm-hmm. I was like... Yeah, that's not a real welcoming sign, is it? When people don't want you in their property, there's some certain things that they can do to make it pretty clear that you should probably stay off. Also, if you live on a compound... Holy crap. It's not... Most people don't call their, like, farms or acreages... No. Compounds, Would you like to come and have some afternoon tea at my compound? I think I'm good. No, I'm okay, thank you. I'm good, yeah. And we're saying this as white folks, Shauna. Oh, my God. Imagine if you yeah. ran out of gas and nope. you're not white. Mm-mm. No, I wouldn't go anywhere near that. Holy. Oh, my goodness. The Beckler and Shauna Podcast. So, how do they not throw those people in jail? Well, I guess, like... If they're not, like, again, if they own the land... But you can throw somebody in jail for conspiracy to commit murder or conspiracy to commit terrorist acts. Yeah. Can you not throw somebody in jail for conspiracy to commit hate crime? Well, I... 
but I just based a on a high, symbol, like it's a pretty high bar to clear. I think yeah. so. You'd have to have like evidence that they were organizing some sort of attack, or yeah. It's like Shauna said, if they're just hanging out in their own compound on their land with their hate symbols, like they're probably allowed to do that. Uh, you, you would think that at some point that is gonna transfer into their daily routine or their daily life. Totally, but I think they stay on that. They do not leave. Like, yeah, they're because you would notice someone with a swastika face tattoo at right? the grocery store, right? That's they, why that's I was like I mean. in such shock because I was like, the obviously, if they have to leave that compound, there must be someone who does it that does not have. But everybody else, <laughs> I think, stays in there and does not leave, and they keep to themselves. And yeah, even obviously calling the cops or whatever is not something they want to do. It's nuts. Like, like I understand, like. We live in a, a different world. Like what we see in our daily life is completely different than other countries and even portions of our own country. But I, I just, I, I guess, being sheltered as we are, kind of spoiled as we are, I just have such a hard time believing that there's that much hate still in the world. I know. You for, it, but it, I, I always think that with so many different things, like. Um, people who, you know, during COVID, like people came out of the woodwork that you're like, holy crap, these people exist. And you're like, yeah, they just, uh, you, you choose to, you know, be with and associate with people like you and mm-hmm. you forget how many other people there are in the world that kind of just keep to themselves and you just don't encounter, right? Like, oh, I encounter some of those people and I get scared shitless. Yeah, I guess because if your job takes you into places yeah. where you'd interact with them, then you would, you know? Oh, I was saying. I've had, I've had times where I've called my boss and said, like, this is where I'm at. This is where I'm going into. If I don't call you back in 15 minutes, like, yeah. send help. Yeah. Wow. Because you get a vibe from a person on the phone. You pull up to a driveway and you're up in the mountains or something. Like, just outside of Calgary between uh, a guy at a fence comp, like fence yard. He let me on, and he started going off on that um, Q QAnon. QAnon, yeah, oh, yeah. He wouldn't let me out of his gate. What? Oh god. He wouldn't let me out of his yard. Like he's like, finally just like, like, you know what? I gotta go. Got my vehicle. I'm sitting at the gate, and he's sitting in his house. I can see him on the window, and he wouldn't open the gate. Holy crap! What? I had to call him. You have to let me out. Like this is wrong. You need to let me leave. That's- and he waited another five minutes before he finally let me out. That's insane. Like, my dad had a little bit of that because he was in insurance, right? So he'd have to go yeah. and visit people's mm-hmm. farms and stuff. And uh, But for him, it was more people who just, like, would lose it on him. Like, he had one dude yeah. who would only give him a check because he was an old guy, so he only wanted to pay via check. So my dad would have to go and pick up the check. But uh, the guy would go off on him, he said, for, like, an hour straight just on how mad he was and how much he was getting ripped off, blah, 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 blah. And then yeah. finally would give my dad the check, and he just had to kind of sit there and take it because he was like, I need yeah, the money. But, but yeah. Yeah. Like, I, cause I, I deny people's insurance claims. Yeah. Say that again. Oh, yeah, I guess. Yeah, yeah. Yes. And that's going to have some angry people on your hands. Totally. Right? Oh, yeah. And guess, so it, it can get pretty nasty sometimes. And it's just like, and it's, yeah, it's weird. My like dad said, had to do that, too. Yeah, like he, has to, he had to basically tell people that they weren't covered at certain points. And mm-hmm. that was the worst yeah. part, right? Yeah. And like you said, I think some people are so isolated, right? And, on, and maybe deliberately isolated. Yeah. They don't want anything to do with the world. And they just kind of, they sit out there and read stuff online and like just get more and more. Go down your own rabbit hole. 
Yeah, if you're isolated and you're not on the internet, you're just living off the land, you're probably one of the best people out there. Absolutely. But if you're isolated, isolated and just living on the internet, BS, yeah. you're a train wreck. Yeah. Now imagine you're isolated in a compound with a bunch of other uh, yahoos who think the same as you do, and you guys just work each other up and yeah, uh, just feeding off each other. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Cool. yeah. That's, That's a scary dangerous thought. situation. It's terrifying. Really dangerous. It really yeah. is. Like you know, eventually something's gonna happen that's gonna be related to that compound. But it's, but it's essentially a cult, right? Things. Like, no, yeah, it is. Well, yeah, it's a cult. It, is, it is a cult. Yeah, yeah exactly. So, very uh, well, shit. Cults typically operate out of compounds, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, you're. That's exactly. what a compound is. It's in the different definition, I think. Yeah, for cults. Yeah. When, when you're not allowed to leave on your own free will because we're gonna manipulate you until you don't want to leave. I've often joked about how if I get fired from radio, I'm gonna move to a compound. Uh, write my manifesto. It's not going to be this kind of compound, though. No. No. That's good. It's not going to be so angry and hateful. No, I'd no like problem. going to live off the land sounds fun, but not sure. live in a terrifying compound like this. That's just crazy. And if I were to build a compound, I would go with Shane Holmes. <laughs> Do you think they offer any compound floor plans? Probably not. No? I mean, although they'd probably be open for it. I need, uh, I need a place for, like, me and 30 or so of my followers. Can we make this work? Really heavy concrete, please. <laughs> <laughs> Needs to withstand some stuff. Yes. I we just we joke, of course. Yeah. Shane Holmes makes lovely family homes, single family detached homes, paired homes, lane homes. You can see all their products and view some of the customization options at shanehomes.com. We'll take a look at the communities they build in. Shane Holmes, the better way to build. The Beckler and Shauna podcast. So my boys collect Pokemon cards. Um, yep. And Brigham especially, he likes watching this guy on YouTube who films himself opening these like expensive packs of Pokemon cards these you know like original packs that haven't been opened and that stuff it's pretty cool because like I collected Pokemon cards I did too and the fact that they're coming back around like this is it's pretty cool they they were like they were just becoming big when I was like 10 years old or something you know yeah but anyways this guy on YouTube he he claims to spend thousands of dollars on these packs of cards and then he'll like open them up and he'll, he'll tell you how much each card is worth and whether or not it was a good investment to spend the money on this pack. So Interesting. these videos are always on in the background while I'm cleaning up in the kitchen or whatever. And it just kills me because he gets so excited when he pulls certain cards and he talks about how much they're worth. And they're often cards that I had when I was young. Like he was free. He was freaking out yesterday in one video because he pulled out a card that was worth $10,000. And I looked at the screen and I was like, yeah, that looks familiar. I had, oh, that, no. I had that card. And, I, and then I I traded all my cards away for a holographic Charizard, which itself, I mean, some of them that are in good condition are worth like as much as a down payment for a house. That's so crazy. And then I sold it to some guy at a collector's shop for $20. But also, like, do people actually pay that much for them? I always wonder about when people, you know, put value on that stuff. And I'm like, okay, so how much has somebody actually paid, though, for that card? Well, I think there's only two in existence that are graded, like, perfectly. Wow. And I want to say Logan Paul has one of them and paid, like, half a million bucks for it or something. Why? So, I... Dear Lord. Yeah. Okay. um, I found this one site because I was just curious. I was looking yesterday. I found this site that said they've paid anywhere from $200 to $75,000 for that card. So, okay. And like, wow. I try to console myself in a couple of ways because only the mint condition ones are worth that much money. And mine weren't mint condition, right? They they were in a binder and not in like (laughs) humidity controlled cases and stuff. Right. So they probably weren't worth that much. Also, this guy on YouTube is probably exaggerating 
how much his cards are worth. Yep. And the other thing is like when we were 10 years old, we were just collecting them because we were fun. Exactly. They, was, they were fun. We didn't know that like someday adults were going to pay thousands and well, thousands of dollars. What's like the Beanie Baby thing, right? Like they always claim, yeah, but it's like, no, I was, I bought them because I liked them. I didn't immediately buy them to put them in some sort of quality controlled case so that down the line, 30 years from then, I could sell it right. for profit. Like that's not what we do with anything. Did those ever end up becoming worth money? I don't think so. There's that really famous photo that makes the round sometimes of a couple in divorce court splitting up their Beanie Baby collection because yeah. they were convinced it was going to be worth the fortune. But You hear that with a lot of that stuff and you're like, I don't think that's actually true. Yeah, Beanie Baby is one of those ones that I'm like, mm-hmm. Maybe it's yet to come. Maybe. Maybe it'll be one of those like nostalgia things for people our generation as like, you know, our people our age start to make money. Perhaps. Yeah, because um, I, I had a bunch of them and my parents threw them out. Same with my Pokemon cards. Yeah. Like all that just went right in the garbage. I know. And like, <laughs> even if I wouldn't get rich off my Pokemon card collection, there was still probably some decent money to be had in yeah. there had I hung on to it. So that, that hurts. I got 20 Again, bucks no, out of it in the end. Tw- you can't look at it that way. No, you can't. You can't. No one has a crystal ball, right? No, but every no. time this guy's like, well, this one's worth As five a cheap grand. Sassy, I'm like, I know oh, it hurts you. I had that. I know. But- the Beckler and Shauna podcast. I came across this video, and uh, it's a bunch of clips from this coach at Montana Tech. And he has all these hilarious analogies that he constantly uses. And these are all things that he's actually said during different interviews. <laughs> Just listen. Our football team was like the kid that plays second French horn in the school band. We got to play better. Uh, you know, and that's a Double-edged sword, you know. Uh, it's kind of like uh, watching your mother-in-law go off a cliff in a Cadillac. <laughs> you know, you got mixed feelings. He's like that black lab on the first day of pheasant hunting season. He was pulling at the chain. We're kind of like a woodpecker in a petrified forest. You know, just keep busy and look for opportunities. So it just goes on and on. All of these different analogies. I'm oh like, man, he needs there to be color. Yeah, they don't have colorful people like that in sports. I hey, don't that's think great. so. Like the Blue Jays need a guy like this. Spielman out of the ballpark as the Grand crew make the final preparations to the field for tonight's game. A starving horse wouldn't eat that grass. Fans fill into the stadium or buzz with the anticipation of baseball. You know, baseball is like a church. A lot attend, but few understand. The home team is coming off a couple of tough losses here. Yeah, we got the shaft harder than an elevator. It's not that they've played poorly, just that the bounces haven't seemed to go their way. Couldn't catch a rash at a poison ivy convention. The bright spot has been their rookie shortstop, who's also done an excellent job as leadoff hitter. You know, trying to sneak a pitch past him, Buck, is like trying to sneak a sunrise past a rooster. Now what in the sham hell are you talking about? I shoot my mouth off so much, I must eat bullets for breakfast. The Beckler and Shauna Podcast. I mentioned that my dad was at the uh, Saskatoon Exhibition the other night, which is their version, their local fair. Yeah. And he texted me from there, and he's like, here's another thing you can't look cool doing. Eating corn on the cob. It's yeah, true. That's a good one. It's tough food to look cool while eating. Totally. Because you're like, you're working at it like some small woodland creature, right? You're like a gerbil. <laughs> that's it. You're just sitting there like a gerbil. <laughs> With the little posable hand. <laughs> yep. Are there other foods that you can't look cool while eating? Oh, I'm sure. Lots of foods that you can't look cool while eating. Is that the worst? It would be up there. Mainly because you put the butter on it, right? And, you, and then you have butter like dripping down your face as well. And then you have the corn that's stuck in your teeth. And you're trying to talk to people and you're like, oh, no. You're right. And you either play it like a harmonica. Yeah. Or you move your head and keep the cob in one place. Yes. <laughs> it's like a typewriter. <laughs> 
That's exactly what it is. Yeah, no, I it's know. It's the typewriter of food. It is. It I is. S- I saw the Tabor corn stands are out all over the yeah. place now. So there's going to be it's a lot of people time. having delicious but uncool dinners, right? Typewriter gerbil <laughs> Typewriter. dinners. Yeah. The Beckler and Shauna Podcast. Etymology with Shauna. I got thinking about jaywalking yesterday, mostly because I like to jaywalk. <laughs> Love going for a good jaywalk. Good eh? jaywalk. I'm a big jaywalker fan over here. Go for a 5K jaywalk. Absolutely. Just, just straight. Oh, I, yeah, just frogging it through, through all the traffic is what I like to do. It you is know, one of the more fun crimes to commit, that's for sure. Well, so we've talked about this before. In Toronto, everybody jaywalks. Here, nobody does, and it freaks me out. I still can't figure it out. Everybody will just wait at a light, even if there is no vehicles coming. Like Forever. robots, <laughs> like for the dawn of t- like it could be the longest light in the world, and there will be no vehicles on the road. People, oh, I can't, I can't go. Got to wait for that little walk sign. Anyway, they should run a social excited. experiment and see how long it would take us to, to actually cross. Cal- Calgarians, know? I feel like forever. Stand there all day, all day long. Oh man, like, I'm I guess they can't get home. You're phoning everybody, guys. Like, not gonna make it to the meeting. <laughs> yeah, that lo- walk signal didn't go yet. Okay, sorry. Anyway, so so back in the early 1900s, a J was a common term for a hick or a country boy who had no experience in the big city. So you'd call them a J. Okay. Which is quite interesting. Mm-hmm. So then when horse-drawn carriages or the early automobiles came to be, somebody who would drive on the wrong side of the road or didn't know the <laughs> rules of the road was called a J driver. Because they weren't used to it, right? They weren't used Come to from it. the country, you could just drive wherever you want. Oh, you damn J driver. Yeah. Uh, and then from there, yeah, it just went into walking. J walking was when you wouldn't abide by the rules of the road. You'd cut across and or you'd be Calgarian and you'd always abide by the rules and then you wouldn't be a jaywalker. Yeah. So yeah, it was, uh, it was probably a bit of a J when I showed up in Calgary. Yeah. Bit yeah. of a J myself. I think there's quite a few J's out there. I know it's quite a funny term. I'm like, I kinda wanna bring that back. Oh, yeah, it, doesn't a, it doesn't really have any bite either, does it? No. Like, it doesn't sound that bad if someone calls you a J. So you could say it and people will just be like, What? Also, who's Jay? I would love to know how that became the negative term. Uh, he was a real hick. He the was, original Jay? Yeah, I'd love to be. He, was he the OG Terry? I wonder. Maybe. He was just causing chaos in the city. He yeah. couldn't believe any of it. Terry had no idea what was going on. Yeah, Gaw- he was just gawking at everything. Jaying oh. all over the place. Ah, <laughs> oh, you Jay. Etymology with Shauna. You've been listening to the Beckler and Shauna podcast. Brought to you by Shane Holmes. Offering affordable customization on your new home. You want more? Then tune in to X Mornings with Beckler and Shauna live on Calgary's Alternative. X92.9. Monday through Friday, 6 to 10 a.m. Mountain Time at x929.ca. And don't forget to subscribe to this podcast and have Beckler and Shauna downloaded daily to whatever device you use. Later. This week on X After Hours with Mariah and Ty. Sam, you've been going to movies like crazy, right? Yeah, of course. Now, always. I wanted to play a little game where I quiz you on your movie knowledge. All because right. you have been seeing a lot of movies. All you right. were born in 1998. Okay, here we go. And Mariah's going to have a chance to steal in a game I like to call Wham Bam Quiz You Sam. So, Logan, you can play an intro right now. Um. X After Hours. Watch the video on YouTube, stream it wherever you get your podcasts, or find it at x929.ca.